When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for downloading this documentary from RTE Radio 1. For more information, visit rte.ie forward slash doc on one. Well, Seamus, here we are standing here just on the entrance to the ballroom floor, looking to the stage and getting preparing for tonight, the last night with Big Tom. Looking around brings back a lot of memories he said, over the years. We have the ladies here on the right, along with the bear on the right, and uh, we had an old mineral bear up on the top left-hand side, on the, along the, just the top of the left-hand alcove. And as I walk in here this evening, it makes me sad to think that this is the end of an era. I never thought it would come to this. I never thought in my time that I would see dancing finish. I never thought I would see this type of ballroom closed down, or indeed they've closed down all over the country. What I'm talking about in the last five years, I knew it was inevitable. But ten years ago, in the Halkin days of the 60s and 70s, I never thought that I'd see such a change in the, in the entertainment values. Of course, it's all a swing over to drink, and I'm very sad tonight. I think that this is the last time I'll come in here and polish the floor or throw the crystals on the floor and clean it up afterwards and that it's all over after 48 years. The 50s, an austerity signified by hobnail boots and drab, four-square buttoned coats, lumpy dresses, TB, odours of abstinence and poverty, a regimented authoritarian era of Lenten duty, of regulated and strict observance of holy feast and fast days and devotion to the sacraments. Testing Easter ceremonies and Corpus Christi processions provided passion and spectacle, frankincense to purify the journey of the host, a parade enacted at the sombre tempo of prayer. The transatlantic passenger ship, the mail boat and the cattle boat were the means of exile from a low-wage, stagnant, wet country. Money was scarce and families were large, but if there was buttermilk and obligation most days, there was dancing on Sunday nights.
the glamour of the ballroom, a release from duty under a spotlit mirror that spangled the dancers in a peacock light, crystals to smooth the steps, precise and formal dance steps, the waltz, the foxtrot, the quick step, in keeping with those upright and rigorous times. The ballrooms were family-run and strict codes of behaviour were observed. No drink. Refreshment was a cup of tea so strong you could dance a foxtrot on it. Formal gowns and best dresses for the women. Starched collars for the men. A necktie and the good suit with a sodality badge in the lapel. The father that built it would be older brothers, Nico and Frank and Andrew, Eugene, Paddy and Jerry. They all participated in the building of it here in 1949. I was only very young, so was Eugene. But uh, from the very opening night, I worked here. I worked as a cloakroom attendant, a helper, I suppose. Then I graduated to the mineral bear. And then I suppose I graduated out to collecting the tickets later on and acting I won't say bounce, because there was no need for bounces in those days. You're just t- collecting tickets in the off box office, of course. And down the years, I've seen an awful lot of change, increase in admission of prices. The opening night here was seven and six, but that was sort of a once-off thing because of the opening night. For, from 1950 to 1960, it was continuously just at five shillings, 25, old, 25 new P today. Five shillings and the old money. And... Uh, then the band started to go on, come on percentage. Start looking for 50-50s and 60-40s, and they dictated the prices. You had to increase it by a shilling. And then it went to seven and six again. Uh, eight shillings, I should say. And uh, 80p, jumped from eight shillings into 80p, and then a pound. And I thought it would take a brave man that would move it from a pound, but inside, at 12 months, it was gone to 150. And in the, by the 80s, it was gone to two pounds. And then there was, uh, it went to three pounds and then made a huge jump to five pounds with bands demanding more money and guarantees and what have you. You had to go have five pounds. Of course, the numbers started to dwindle then, of course. The great days were over as regards the ballroom scene. The discos had come in there in the 80s and it started to dwindle rapidly after that. The smaller dance halls were suspect, inclined to mischief and sins of the flesh. There, men with flashy cufflinks lit untipped cigarettes with chunky Ronson lighters in the hum of sweat and hair oil, fumes of the bottle of stout taken beforehand. The cakewalk and strut of jazz on the American forces radio or the hot brassy rhythms imported on shellac and vinyl were the contrivance of the devil who was often caught dancing to his music in the more carnally lax dance halls and hops. A girl would look down and see his cloven hoof prancing amongst the sensible women's shoes and men's brogues. 
but imported American magazines set the fashion for perms and stilettos. Paper patterns in the post set home sewing machines singing. The crooners were outflanked by the zest and panache of the show bands, the Flying Carlton, the Clipper Carlton, the Royal Show Band. To open the ballroom was the Flying Carlton from Drada, a band called the Flying Carlton from Drada. A lot of people mistake them with the Clipper Carlton, but no, this band was before the Clipper Carlton. The Clippers came in 51, 52, but this band was from Drogheda. And how they got the name, the Flying Carlton, was they were going to a, a dance in Cork in snow and they got broke down and they flew from Dublin and they called them the Flying Carlton. In, in 1948 that happened. So they opened the ballroom on the 11th of December 49 to the priceless sum of seven and six. And I'd say there was about eight to nine hundred in it that night. Past the ballroom, ticket office and cloakroom, the women tended to one side of the dance floor, the men to the other. In the same way they were segregated in the schoolyard and seated on opposite sides of the chapel. A dance meant a fraught and documented journey across the floor. Are you dancing? Are you asking? I'm asking. I'm dancing. And if you couldn't dance, the proper steps you wouldn't get a partner. Yeah, well, I was actually at the opening of the Simple Ballroom. I can say that. I was at the opening, the night it opened. I was here on the December 1949. And didn't go to so many dances at the time, like now, you know, but eventually I got to like it. But in 1953, uh, I met my wife. I was introduced to my wife here. And we went off, and <laughs> we since got married. We have seven in family. And must say, uh, uh, I've never seen such a crowd here as this here tonight. After the national anthem, the cycle or the walk home in the thick, musky perfume of honeysuckle, the rasp of the corncrake in the meadows, and the couplings of the dance hall formally sanctioned at the altar. You may kiss the bride. From the candy store the chapel on the hill Two young lovers are longing to go there And they dream someday they will I'd say 80% of the uh population on this part take into a radius of 10 to 20 miles I'd say at least 70% of them at least anyway met their wives and husbands and married at least it was better than a bureau well it was that was you could say that of any ballroom that was the only meeting place it was like where do you meet today it's, it's in the pub where do you have your first date it's in a pub that was it even the ex teacher Albert Reynolds met his wife and his first date here he was working in Ballymote at the time and she was from Ballymore outside Cache. And I believe he met her in a house, but he had his first date in the Central Bar. At 17, it's a thrill to dream someday 
Well, of course, we're walking up the floor here now, and this is a new floor I put in in 1976. Uh, the, the, it was a bit of a sway in the other old one, but it was the, some of the joysting that had given away, and uh, I decided I'd put in a new floor in 1976. And looking up right over me, we used to have a beautiful lighting called a big spectrola, which threw down multicolour lights all over the place, and it used to be beautiful especially when the floor would be polished up and you'd throw the crystals on the floor. Of course, it was all ballroom dancing that time. Slow, slow foxtrots, quick foxtrots, quick steps, old-time waltzes, tangos, all that type of thing. The bands would play all those type of dances. And they'd be all dancing all around. And my God, if you bumped into anybody, you'd be getting a, t- a telling off. Sean Lamass forecast a rising tide that would lift all our boats. CIE, board pneumonia, posts and telegraphs, sugar factories to stir the economy. Men slugged from the neck of a bottle at the mineral bar and limited their quarrels to politics with the odd jealous contest over a woman. And you would have the odd bit of a scuffle, like, you know, might be a guy with a few bottles of stout or something like that, and funny enough, it'd be always over women that someone might have taken someone's partner or board, as they call them today. But it'd be very, very little, be over nothing to be few locals and possibly involved, like, you know. But apart from that, there was no need for bronzes. You'd just walk up and separate them and give them a warning and that'd be the, that'd be the end of it. It'd be only just pushing and shoving, as, as, not as fisticuffs as such, like, you know, getting a hold of one another and that type of thing. And apart from that, there was never any trouble. Yankee parcels arrived from relatives who had made good in Chicago, Boston and New York. John F. Kennedy in the White House. At home, girls still had to walk or cycle to the ballroom, but secretly they were Jacqueline Kennedy. Everyone let their hair down for Dickie Rock. Wavelengths changed. Radio Luxembourg blared from the portable transistor radios. And Brendan Boyer brought us the Hucklebuck. Are you dancing? Ask my sister, I'm sweating. The smell of burning fabric came from women's brasiers and diesel smoke from condom lawbuster trains across the border. An impish gay burn on the black and white pie television fueled the debate. In came thigh-high boots, mini skirts and mini minors. On our tongues, the Eucharist vied with the pill. What do you think about sex in Ireland? The reporter asked. And the old man said, I think it's here to stay. Was amazing. We didn't realize its potential actually because 
At the time, 45 singles were the, the vogue and um, the old vinyl 45. And we went into the studio to record. I ran all the way home, which um, we spent about two and a half hours doing during the recording session. And in the last half an hour to spare, we rattled off the Hucklebook, which we had been using as a dance number. And that's, I think, the attraction of the Hucklebook. It was a great dance number. And we thought it would also be a great, shall we say, B-side to I Ran All The Way Home. As it happened, the Hucklebook became the A-side, <laughs> a triple A-side, if you want to call it that. Um, but I think that it was a simple song, three chords, a great beat. And um, as they would say, the United States, cute lyrics. And I think um, the whole simplicity and the beat were the, were the success of the Hucklebook. The Clipper Carlton were about at the time, and they were loosely described as a show band. But we were the first, actually, to use the word, as, and we came along and called ourselves the Royal Show Band. So we were deeply conscious of the word show. And um, we, we, we included many things. Um, you said jumping around. I would do an Elvis Presley set and try and be close to Elvis and the moves and everything. Remember, there was a lot of youth involved in those days, too. And um, we, we even did comedy, you know. I mean, we, 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 we took the word show band seriously. I believe in later years uh, that the show band war became much maligned because just anybody just got together and just called themselves a show band. But it, it lost all meaning at that, towards the end of the 60s. There were some great show bands in the, in the literal sense of the word. And I would hope to think the Royal was one of them. You've got to remember... In the late 50s and in the early 60s, the whole social activity of the country was nearly in the ballroom. There wasn't any music in the bars. And not until maybe the mid-60s when the ballads came in and maybe a bit later rock and roll. But then Radio Luxembourg was, was, was so popular, beaming into everyone's home. You know, television not in most of the country until 63. So um, I was the closest thing, I think, that they had to Elvis Presley, Cliff, that a homegrown boy to Elvis Presley or Cliff Richard maybe in England or whatever it was, because the Beatles hadn't arrived even at that stage. And um, so, I mean, I think the girls probably related to having somebody, a homegrown boy, um, in the absence, I'll have to say, of maybe a lot of others. You know, the, the, it was just that, that I, was, it was a, I was in the right place at the right time, shall we say. Ireland laid the blanket on the ground with Philomena Begley. Come and look out through the window That big old moon is shining down Tell me now, don't it remind you Of the blanket on the ground I heard the blanket on the ground for the first time on a um, an American Forces program, and they used to do a lot of country music, and it was—I um, don't know who was uh, singing it at that particular time, but Tony Lockman was managing me at the time. It was the very around about seventy-four, the end of seventy-four, seventy-five, and uh, there was a fella in America uh, that Tony knew, and he rang him the next day, and he told him to get on the ball and, and look for this record, and we had a in Ireland very short time later as soon as we had arrived in Ireland I got into the studio and recorded it and uh, oh it took off right away it would be one of the most popular songs that I would get everywhere every night of 
the way, every night you go out from the day and hour I recorded, same thing, sing Blanket on the Ground. what it was it just took off it was just lucky and then it just happened to be there at the right time and I was very lucky that that there were you know the people who sort of accepted me for what I was I didn't I just went on and did my own thing um, I didn't really style myself on anybody in particular because Hank uh, Williams was the first singer I heard and I couldn't really style myself on him and uh, I just sort of got my own identity and people then got you you know, you'd meet a lot of people and there used to be, the other would come, the same crowd would come if you were in the area at all, you would get that same crowd all the time. And still, you would still get that crowd that used to come, for instance, last night I was playing in Cavan, I got a lot of people that I hadn't seen for years that come back just to see, probably to see what way I was, was I coming in on the Zimmer frame. <laughs> Country lads in their white, open neck, haymaking shirts, sports jackets and sideburns were led out onto the floor by eager dance partners, cresting new-won freedoms and boiling inside big polo necks and pleated skirts. This was the heartland of Jive. The man bent at the waist, his backside pushed out and beer belly dropped low below the belt while a jiving partner spun like a top around a casually outstretched hand. The woman in an ecstasy of twirls while the man offered only a token shuffle and the merest swivel of the wrist. Philomena, Margot, Cotton Mill Boys, Brian Carr, Roly Daniels, Ray Lyman and Big Tom. Dance Hall was the, probably the only place that time that, where, the, where there was entertainment, you know. It was, it was the big place where, you know, where Bay met Yarl and that. That's where they all met years ago and... and uh, you know, I I I do meet people every night and and come and tell me that uh, they met their husband or he met his wife at at uh, a dance of ours. You know, years and years ago, and and uh, now they have probably the family dreared and they're back out dancing again. And but uh, yeah, there's places that you would get uh, near enough hysteria, you know, and and people clapping and girls squealing and. It it uh, oh, it was uh, it was something that I uh, suppose all the bands will always remember. You know the the sixties and and seventies. It was a great time, like for for the bands. Well, I had some fantastic memories of the Central Ballroom in Charlestown. Some very very good memories of the, the, some of the best memories of my life was back to this very very ballroom. And twenty years on to be here tonight is just magic. It's one of the highlights of my life. And that's really been truthful. And to the Welsh family and all the great bands that played here. And the whole era of the 60s, the 70s, was just incredible. It was a great time to be alive. And it was a great time to be out and about. And the big change in Ireland came at that time. And it came here in Charlestown. And uh, believe it or not, and there's a lot of people out there that hardly believe it, there was just a mineral bar here. And everybody enjoyed themselves so well. There was... Um, Everybody came here, the best band in the country played in this very, very venue. And we made some great friends, lifelong friends here, you know. And uh, the, the, the dancers here brought people together. And Thursday night, we cycled here to this, these venues. 
you know, seven miles from Trevor Curry, where I come from. And uh, we all came up here to see this dance hall. And we see bands like Brendan Boyer. And it's great to be back tonight and see Big Tom playing here, Magic. And uh, believe it or not, at a dance in Gaul where Big Tom and met my wife. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, it, it all adds up to... Uh, to uh, to, you just asked Gary on if many people met. I think most people met through the dance hall. We, we worked hard. We enjoyed life, you know, and fought in the drug or drink culture. It was mineral bear culture. It was a time that people really enjoyed themselves and didn't cost an awful lot to enjoy yourself, you know, and the people really did. Showband tour buses roved in a crazy zigzag all over the country. Tipperary one night, Donegal the next, Clonmel the following night, followed by Charlestown, from there to Cavan and back to Pontoon. The country had gone decimal. Women swooned to the Swarbrick brothers. If Ma could see me now Drinking my wine Smoking my cigarettes If Ma could see me Unisex long hair, neckerchiefs and cheesecloth shirts, wedges and platforms infiltrated the ballroom dress code, and we thought we were gorgeous. And where is the lad who called to his dad to tell him the county score? If I could see. She accept all of the change in me if Ma could see me now. What in the world would she say? On a very big night, I, I used to have the balcony opened and uh, I would go up just to keep an eye that everything was in order and the band would call out a tune and there'd be such a rush across the floor. Many a time I thought they'd drive the women on the wall out the far side with the rush. <laughs> really and truly it was amusing when I, lo- when I look back. And that went on for years. And even though there was, uh, there was quite a lot of couples that would always sit on the left-hand side where the alcove was for the sitting out and we had sitting out on the right-hand side. You know, it didn't mean that there, were, there was 100% women. There were always a few men there, but for some reason... And there was in every ballroom was the same. The men would be on one side and the, the ladies, just the way it congregated, like, the way they congregated when they came in, of course. The women used to be always in the 60s, I must say, or right up, 50s and 60s. They'd be all coming well dallied up with makeup and lipstick and all that and flare skirts and what have you, ballroom dresses and all that. But I saw an awful change in the 70s. All that chart started to change uh, with the introduction of the denim wear and the, the sneakers and all that. And they came more ready. And the gents, didn't, the gents, of course, would be always dressed up with suits and ties and all that, but that all changed in the 70s. They'd come with the denims and the sneakers too. The, the gins also came that way. And, and it was very noticeable that the women weren't making any, uh, wearing any makeup in the 70s. I met here in the Central Ballroom, uh, possibly 1977. And, it, and um, that's where we first met, and dated, and. Um, the only thing I remember is that I'd a, I'd a broken leg at the time, doesn't plaster, but the flares was in and I could cover it after a few drinks, so it was all right. And so I still maintain to her today that I picked her up with a broken leg, and there's no problem. She reckons she took pity on me. 
Joe Dolan sweated up a fever in skin-tight shirts, lime green, sky blue and Pentecostal purple three-piece suits. The fans wriggled and screamed. When God created a woman for me He must have been in a beautiful mood To show the world what a woman could be When he created a woman like you It was a boom time for small builders. Hard work and hard drinking met head on. It was an essential part of any good night out to see some man return to the dance with his face broken while his opponent hugged a private darkness out the back and spat warm blood. The victor and the vanquished both too drunk to feel any pain. Behind every dance hall and canvas marquee there was a dim arena where shadow men fell over ropes in the dark, swung wild punches and lost a tooth from a dirty uppercut, while Tweed, or the memories, did a cover version of a sweet number to the war cry. The man at the back said everyone attack and it turned into a ballroom blitz. Men who had loaded up with beer before the dance stood in front of the stage with a pub grub burger across in their mouths to stare up at Sandy Dusky, Gina, Dale Hayes and the champions. There's no rust on that body. She'd flatten more meadows than a diesel 20 and the young ones yelled, spit on me dicky four-track of Smokey's greatest hits and a splash of brute aftershave and you couldn't go wrong unless the man with the car keys was missing. Wow, me, oh my, you make me sigh, you're such a good-looking woman. people stop, people stare, you know it fills my heart with pride. You watch their eyes, they're so surprised, the thing you've fallen The wear and tear and country stars began to show in booze and tranquilizers and gin and ativan. The country was riven by civil rights tensions, the bogeymen of sectarian murder, the Miami show band gone down. The managers, the handlers, the promoters, the poor mouth ballroom owners who counted their takings every week sensed they were over the peak. But no one ever imagined an oil crisis, the breathalyzer, or the recession, or being sued for compensation, 
How could anyone who had only been looking for a chance to redden his knuckles behind the dance hall be brought to court on a charge of grievous bodily harm? Compensation set in after every brawl. Men were put off the road for a year for drunk driving. Motor insurance, petrol, the price of the pint, the heating bill in the ballrooms went through the roof, the same place most of the heat went. Crowds defected to the warmth, comfort, fully licensed and fully seated singing lounges. Jumbo, flat-roofed extensions added to the beauty-boarded pubs. The back pages of the Leitrim Observer, the Roscommon Herald, the Longford Leader, the Sligo Champion, the Donegal Democrat, the Western People, the Connacht Telegraph, were crammed with the names of pub bands and a flotilla of low-rent country and western outfits driving estate cars loaded down to the axle with band gear as they travelled from one flat-roofed singing lounge to the next at a fraction of the cost of the show bands. We'd have got a fair, a fair amount of, uh, you know, married couples at that time, like, you know, maybe older teenagers and that. But you, you got the, you got the younger people as well because uh, it was that was the form of entertainment, and, and the girls met the fellas, and the fellas met the girls there, and there was nowhere else to meet them, you know. That was it. Was the big thing, like, and uh, like after that, uh, when the discos came in, and, and there was more form of entertainment and television and all this sort of thing. It's uh, you know people people keep talking about uh, these days ever come back, but I don't think so. Uh, unfortunately, uh, places where people enjoy themselves at the moment, like uh, or or uh, you know, are far cry from what the dance halls was. Like the strongest you get there would be a, a cup of tea or a mineral and that, you know. But. Uh, now it's it's uh, it's more stronger stuff in all the places, you know. I think you made me trying to look uh, to run uh, to run a dance like in the sixties and seventies. Uh, nowadays, without uh, without bar facilities and a bit of comfort, probably you know, and soft seats and that sort of thing. The dance halls were were that's where they fell down. You know, those were all seats probably around the wall and a few a few seats uh, where you could sit down maybe and have a mineral or that or a cup of tea but uh, people I think got used to going into maybe hotels and more comfort and that sort of thing but sure uh, I suppose that's progress or whatever
then the 80s hit. One spirit bruising blow followed another. Relentless factory closures. Economic starvation. Emigration by the many and entrenchment by the few. A generation scattered. An abortion and a divorce referendum. Discos and late bars. The birdie song at weddings. Moving statue hysteria in the unceasing rain. Yet the ballrooms hung on, and women who had known the life of dim lights, thick smoke and loud, loud music had in fact married home-loving men. With the children reared, they returned to the dance floor. Big Tom came out of semi-retirement. The jive had weathered better than religion. music you can dance to and he's always played that kind of music and the, the fellas in his band they recognise you from dance to dance and they'll speak to you and they'll say hello to you other bands now, the bands on the roads now they just finish their gig and they get off the stage whereas Big Tom and the Mainliners would stay behind and they'll talk to you and they'll ask you about your family and they'll, they'll really, they're really interested in you as a person not just your six pound at the door Old-time pubs are back in fashion. With fortunes outlaid on bare stone walls and slate floors, exposed rafters, brass fixtures, antique lanterns and ceramic whisky jars. Selective nostalgia. A bogus reworking of a time and place that never was. The effect as ridiculous as the now despised 70s decor. I'm delighted to be back here, but sadly there's another downside to it. There's walking through that door tonight, it's just magic. It put me, it's just magic. It took me back 20 years because I was here, the last time I was here was Brendan Byer and Tom Dumfrey and the Big Ace was here. And sadly, the great Tom Dumfrey died in a car crash only two days after playing here on a Thursday night. And walking through that door tonight, I thought of him and I thought of all my, all, I won't name them not, but so many good friends. That, that passed away since that's not here tonight but on the other hand there were so many great friends that I met here tonight and I continue to meet here tonight and everybody's really enjoying themselves having a great time and such a great credit to the Welsh family that brought so much enjoyment and so much entertainment and so much happiness to so many people over so many years As the ballrooms close down the trapped reek of damp is an eerie reminder of the waft of frankincense from a long-gone era. Lives now as improvised as the way we dance. Jive, folk, trad, disco, the hucklebuck, 
and if he puts pep in your step, Big Tom. I don't think you can you can turn back the clock. I, I don't think so. Like uh, I suppose them we had we had our day and and uh, we enjoyed it. If you've enjoyed this documentary, you might like to try other RTE Radio podcasts. Visit rte.ie forward slash radio forward slash podcast.